Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are coming to you on February 21st. It's a nice warm day in Louisville, Kentucky. I am Jim Noland. I am at my home base in Louisville, Kentucky. He is Richard Kinchlow. His business trip was aborted early this week, so he is back in the confines of his home in Louisville. Richard, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. A little brain dead, but good. Excellent. Well, um, I'm a little brain dead, too. Work has been very uh, stressful this week um, due to some some pieces of situation. Plus, I was out for a couple of days, which I'll get to as we talk through uh, some cool stuff that's been going on. Um, but before that, let's talk about some other cool stuff, and that would be where you can find us if you're listening to the podcast and you want to see what's going on in our lives. You can catch us at the Good Midlife Podcast on Instagram. Many of you follow. We appreciate that. Richard is Kenshin Crew at Instagram. That's where you can follow him and his food odyssey. You can find us on Facebook at The Good Midlife, and you can also email us at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. We love to hear from everyone. So with that said, I want to go back to Kenshin Crew because you got the big D coming up this weekend, right? We do have the big D. All right. What, what's or Maisie, is, Maisie has the big D, I should say. Okay, well, all jokes aside. Sorry, what, I had to throw that in there. Yeah. What, just, do you do you know what Big D Maisie is going to choose this weekend? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> we, we <laughs> She is getting the Big D on Saturday, so uh uh she we are going to decade. Okay. Or decades. Where is I that? I don't know decades. So it's it's the old Butchertown Grocery. Location. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And uh, before that, blind, blind pig. Yeah, blind uh, pig. Yeah, 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 blind pig. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and we are going. Uh, we're going there. Uh, she picked that. We've never been there, so it's another restaurant. We have now gone four for four on restaurants we have not been to. Um, and uh, we might have to uh, change E because we went to the restaurant I had picked for E over the weekend with my brother in town. So, uh, but yeah, so we are going to decades. Okay. It's pretty good menu. I've heard great things about it. I'll, uh, I will report back uh, after next week uh, or the week after since next week's pod or the Oscar podcast. So yep. that's uh, yeah. good. Yeah, very good. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, that space there at Butchertown Grocery um, for decades now, uh, when it was Blind Pig, there was a really cool bar up above it called Meat, and that later became Lola. They were really cool spots. I have a story one day when we're telling uh, bar stories about an evening that I was there with my friends, and I was talking to a woman who was a, a uh, bridesmaid in a, in a wedding party. And she just went nuts and just started ready to being ready to fight me. I think she might have been a stripper in real life, but uh, that was a that was a fun time. I'll tell that story. No judgment sometime. here, though. No judgment. I, I don't that, listen. Unless I don't she care. Your ass. No, no, Unless no. There was no fight. Ass. There was no fight. We were talking. We were having a nice time, and then she just lost her mind. It was a maybe there were chemical substances involved. I'm not sure. But some night when we're telling bar stories, I'll get to that one. Uh, and, and I saw uh, Jim James there one time. Okay. Well, actually, multiple times I was there. I think I've seen it. So, yep. Cool. Uh, that'll be cool. Where did you all go this weekend? What was the E spot that you went this weekend? Emmy Squared Pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that brother, place. My brother and his family were in town. So we are his him and his kids were in town. And um, my mom was I, I introduced a new pizza place to my mom. So uh, very excited about that. Uh, it was really good. Service was really good. Um, 
and yeah, just overall, just a, a good night. So I love that place. Their pizza is fantastic and their burgers are fantastic too. It's a, yep. it, it's a chain, but it's really, really good. So I dig that place. It's in a good spot. Um, awesome. Anything else cool you did this weekend, Richard, other than hang with the family, get a little pizza? Uh, not really. No. Okay. No. All right. No. Good we watched some shows, but we'll we'll get to that here in a second. We'll get to that. Excellent. Well, we went to my favorite city this weekend. We did a little trip to Chicago for President's Day weekend, and um, you know, we did a couple of really cool things. First of all, we stopped off at West Lafayette, Indiana, picked up Anna. She's at Purdue. Uh, we spent a night there in an Airbnb that used to be a church, and uh, they they remade it into a living space. Really cool, but they very much leaned into the whole goth vibe there, which was also a little bit weird. But um, ultimately, it was cool. I may post a picture on that uh, on the, uh, the the Good Midlife Instagram for you guys to check out. But it was very fun. And we, you know, we're adventurous, outdoorsy people, and we looked at the weather. And uh, we we have plenty of gear here. We have gear for everything. It could be raining a monsoon, a foot of snow. It doesn't matter. We've got all the stuff. But we looked, and it was going to be just a dusting of snow. And we thought, no snow, no problem. We're just going to roll up there. And we got to West Lafayette, woke up on Friday morning, and it had started snowing. And by about 1 o'clock, there were 6 inches on the ground, and it was still coming down. So <laughs> we were not prepared for that. And uh, we we did a really cool thing. We went to the Wolf Park. Have you ever heard of this up uh, near West Lafayette? No, I have not. So we made fun of this. We clowned on this. We talked about going, and we we booked our tickets. And uh, you know, we it, it's a it's a preserve for wolves, and uh, uh, we we were ready with all the dumb questions, like you know, about werewolves and 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 Twilight and lone wolves, and werewolves of London, Teen Wolf. Uh, you know, you know, we, Wolfman Jack. Is he around? Um, we were laughing about it the whole time we got there, but it was amazingly cool. We'd never seen a wolf in our life. We learned a lot about them, and because it was snowing, they were out. They were very active. It's several acres, uh, and they've got them in different uh, habitats, and you know, we heard them howl. The photographer was out taking pictures of them. It was super cool, and uh, they also have a herd of bison, which was good, uh, really neat. And uh, some foxes. I'm assuming it's fenced in, correct? It is. Yeah, it is. Yes, yes. We were not getting chased by wolves. No, they are no, in. From the standpoint, like it, like wolves going off to farms and being able to, like, basically what Yellowstone's experiencing, so to speak. Yeah, it was like, very with it, the it, wolves attacking cattle or whatever. Yeah, no, whatever. no, no. They're they're all pinned in, and um, and we learned a lot about that too, about like how much risk there is to livestock and things like that. Um, so it's really cool. Um, learn that the lone wolf concept uh, is not a real thing in the wild. And um, although I don't know how true any of that is, you know, I think our our, our, our guide was very nice and I think she was reasonably knowledgeable. But she, we asked we did ask her about uh, what about the stories of children being raised by wolves? Does that ever happen? Misha? You mean Misha? Yeah. yeah. And so and she, the wolves on uh, on Netflix. Yeah. Or Romulus and Remus or Mowgli or any of them, you know. Uh, but, um, she said no, but, uh, there is some, uh, there's some YouTube evidence of some girl in Ukraine or something that was living with some wolves. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, the wolf park was super cool. My feet were really cold cause I had on some, uh, sneakers that were not really good for the snow, but very cool. Um, visited Tippecanoe battlefield, which was kind of neat as well. Then we headed up to Chicago, my favorite city. And, uh, 
I took my family to their first Blackhawks game. And Richard, they're all in. Everybody loves hockey now. They love the Hawks. They had the best time. I feel like it's the one sport now where we're totally unified. Like everybody in the household is a Blackhawks fan. Elizabeth, me, her kids, my kids, we all love the Hawks. We're all in. It was great. I was so happy that they loved it. And I remembered why I love hockey too. I watched a lot of hockey from 2008 to 2015, and I really do love the sports. So fun live. Um, got to do that. Went over to Pequod's for some pizza. We'll talk about that in a minute. I got some pizza stuff to talk about. And, uh, you know, we stayed in an Airbnb in Logan Park. Um, it was uh, kind of near the uh, Hispanic part of Logan Park. It was not the nicer part, but it was still good. We walked to a restaurant. Um, everything was really good. We had a couple of good restaurants over there. Spent a little time at Lincoln Park Zoo, which is a fun, free place. And, uh, you know, did, did, did all the stuff and then got out of here on Monday and drove home. And we were making killer time, Richard. And about... 45 minutes from the river, we stopped dead in traffic on I-65. There were three major wrecks that had the interstate shut down. Three wrecks, like all within like a 15-mile. God, I didn't go to Indianapolis this week. Well, it was all southbound. And uh, so the northbound, you would have been fine. But southbound. No, so, was... It's like, yeah, it, it that very easily could have happened. So, yeah. that. Mm. So that cost us an hour. It wasn't the hour 20 probably, but. We were all set to get home early, but uh, that's neither here nor there. That happened. I, I, I have to point out safe. one thing about your Airbnb in Lafayette. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, the picture you shared with me, and I hope you share it online, is, I mean, it, it's whatever that picture was. I don't know if that was supposed to be Jesus. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The Yellow King. It very, very easily could have been the Yellow King. And when you sent that to me, I, I didn't mind the church. That was pretty cool. Then I saw that picture and I was like, you know, I think I'm good. I don't think I want to stay there. I, I didn't even, none of us saw it. We were in, it had a big table. We came in, we got everybody settled. We brought in some carry out. We sat down, we ate, we had TV on a little bit, whatever. And then we went into the bedroom and I walked in and sat on the bed to take my shoes off. And I looked up and it was the first time I saw it. And holy shit, that scared the hell out of me. So then we had to get everybody else in there and, um, share that with everybody. But it was, uh, like I said, they really leaned into some of the, the goth vibes in an old church. And that was, I don't know if that was, uh, I don't know what that was all about, but um, there was some interesting weird. stuff. Yeah. They weird. Were very weird. You know, <laughs> but in one of the other bedrooms, there was an old copy of the the book, Bram Stoker's Dracula, just sitting by the bedside table. So it was like a paperback or like, a no, hardback? a hardback. No, no, a hardback. Oh. I mean, it was, oh. I mean, that, that book might've been a hundred years old. It was an old copy. So cool. I, cool it was but... cool, but I, I, again, they leaned into it. So, all right. Uh, it, it was cool. Um, and I would stay there again, it, you know, just as far as like where it was and kind of value. And it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't super cheap, but it was in a good spot and had a lot of room and it, it had a lot of character. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put those pictures up and show. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. That, you you know, need right? to show the world this picture. I mean, it's, it's, I showed it to Maisie and we both agreed. It was like, is that the yellow King? I mean, yeah. and if you don't know what the yellow King is, just watch season one of, uh, True detectives, and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. That's exactly right. Okay, moving on. Uh, we were in Chicago. I said we went to Pequod's. It's my very favorite pizza place in America. You guys know this if you listen to the show. And we just, just in the last couple of weeks, um, Yelp released their rankings of the top 100 pizza places in America. And Pequod's was number one. And I was surprised by that. I'm not going to lie to you. 
Well, I think I, I was a little surprised. I think it's great pizza. I was a little surprised it was number one. Here's why, Richard, though. That pizzeria was featured twice on The Bear, and that show is so popular that I, it got a massive bump because of that. I'm certain of that. I think that has a lot to do with it. But uh, I looked through the top 100 pizzerias. Now, did you look through? Did you count how many you've been to? I I I, I looked at it, and it's I didn't get to all. I, it's like I think I've been to like one or two. Okay, and that's and I've been to three because I've been to Pequod's. Um, I went to Maui Brewing in Kihei this past summer, and the pizza there was legit. It was really good. It was number 40 on the list. If you're in Maui, check it out. They've got great beer, and their pizza is fantastic. I've also been to number 66, which is River Rock Roasters in Laverkin, Utah, and it's um, it's near Zion National Park, and it's uh, it's really it's a coffee shop slash pizza place, and the pizza's fine. You know, it's I, I would not call it a top 100 pizza in America, but it was very good. And the atmosphere is amazing. It's got a porch, a patio. You can sit out and look over this beautiful view uh, of, you know, that area near Zion in, in Utah, which is just beautiful yeah. country. It's awesome. Um, it was a cool pizzeria. Uh, it, the pizza was good, but it didn't blow me away. So, mm. but I bit, but, you know, I, let me say this. Next place I want to go with this. There are no top 100 pizzerias in Kentucky. Now, maybe that's because we don't get travelers here who talk about it or whatever. But I can tell you about three in Kentucky that I thought were better than River Rock. So with that said, I would ask you, what's your favorite pizza in the state of Kentucky? In the state of Kentucky? Uh-huh. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, I have to go with my hometown. Like Lupo is one of my favorites. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to go with Lupo. Lupo, all right. I've only eaten there once and... Um, but for me, and that was several years ago, but for me, I, I love Joe Bologna's. Just went a couple of years ago, and it's still just as good as ever. So I put Joe B's up there really high. Um, and I, I, as far as just a classic pizza, I think Impella's Aries is really, really good. Just the well, soft... I think Cole's is good, too. Well, I that's mean, the next one I was going to get to. Cole, I'm yeah. surprised Cole's wasn't on there because they get rated really high really yeah, often. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But was that – that? Was, I don't think – they pride themselves. They post that, hey, we've been ranked, and – I'm not, I think that was travel advisor. So I, I think that I think they make a very good pizza. Um, I used to think the post used to make pretty good pizza. And that's, in my opinion, fallen off the face of the earth. New Albany, well, it's across the river. New Albanian's not bad mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. locally. Um, and uh, Emmy Squared is, it's hard to say because it's a chain yeah but um that's a pretty damn good pizza it's a really good pizza i tell you what it's excellent some of the best in town i think um yeah yeah i was gonna say it's just like in parlor i don't i parlor it's i i i think it's not bad i never went to like that place that was in uh j town that now got bought by parlor it was like joe not joe bologna's but Something I can't remember the name of it, but I, yeah, I wanted was that to go the, there. The, the Detroit style place? Yes. Lu- no. No. Louis. Something. Louis. Louis. Something. No. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Now I'll tell you my favorite pizza of all time in Louisville, uh, and it's closed now. Was Clifton? Yeah, Clifton's was damn good. That was a really good pizzeria, and um, amazing. That- I, I thought I thought it was. It's like one of the best sauces, cheese combination, everything, like. 
give me pepperoni and banana pepper on that. And oh god, yeah. I miss that place. Yeah, that place was good. That place was really, really good. Um, but you know, it's it's cool to see that. It's cool to see a couple of places that we've been to. It's cool to see a favorite up at the top, and uh, so it was very fun. And Pequod's still busy as ever. They're still surly if you don't have a reservation. So book in advance, kids, because uh, they, they don't don't try rolling up there because they will not be that nice to you if you try to get a table at five o'clock on a Friday evening. Because uh, somebody in front of me did that, and uh, <laughs> it was it was unpleasant for them. Uh, yeah, with that, yeah. Yeah. So with that said, we'd love to hear anybody else. If you have a pizza that's in your town. Or if you've been to any of these places on the um, the Yelp review, let us know. That would be awesome. We'd love to hear that. We'll talk about that again if anybody is uh, has some opinions about that. And now, Maisie and I, I will say this, uh, fellow listeners, that uh, Maisie and I, we're going uh, to D.C. this summer and probably fall. Um, so we're going to try. There's a couple D.C. on there, which surprised me. Um, I guess it's the influence of New York and Eastern uh the east coast effect so we're gonna try a couple of those and then um and then i think we're actually might even be going to boston i think there was a couple of boston ones yeah on there. yeah that sounds awesome i'm envious of that that sounds really good um well jumping off of pizza we normally do a little sports early in the broadcast but uh, we segued into pizza it's after our chicago trip so let's do it let's talk a little basketball we're in the last month of the regular season march madness is coming and I got a couple of questions I want to get to with that. But first, Kentucky beat Auburn this weekend. It was a big one. Did you get to watch it? I didn't, and that's that was but by design. I, I was out to dinner, and then it was also I, I turned off alerts again because I was just like a, I feel like a jinx thing. So I turned off alerts and did all that. But no, I didn't get to watch it. But I am happy they won. So I was so pissed like they tore it on. Yeah, I was I was pissed because we were in Pequods at the time. And uh, somehow we got seated in the middle of some kind of a kindergarten field trip. I mean, not, I mean, I say that tongue in cheek. It was multiple families with little kids at multiple tables around us. And so after they got done with all the Blackhawks coverage, they instead of turning it on to um, the Kentucky Auburn game, which was on downstairs, they turned on Shrek for these uh, youngsters. And so I got to watch Shrek while I ate my pizza and I got to follow on the phone. But. All for the best. Cats won. I'll take it. Um, I still love you, Pequods, but maybe maybe go a little lighter on Shrek next time. I'll pass. Yeah, that that that's bad form. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. Cats won. They play LSU tonight on the road. You know, the last two games, the over under has come in under, which has not happened all season for Kentucky. Now, I still bet the over tonight, and I think they'll go over tonight. But they've been playing some defense and looking better and. The bracketology has them up to a five seed right now. So win this tonight and uh, the back end of the season, maybe you can get to a four or potentially three. So we'll see what happens with our boys and uh big game against Alabama on Saturday too. And with that said, you know, we're going to do a broadcast or I mean, we're going to do a podcast with the brackets when they come out. We've got a couple of guests lined up. We're going to do some picks. But before we get into that right now, like the number one seeds right now are Connecticut, Houston, Purdue, in Arizona, of those four, which one would you least like to see in your half of the bracket? Your your side yeah, of the Connecticut, bracket. Houston, Arizona, Arizona, and Purdue. I will go with Connecticut. I don't want to see Connecticut. 
but they also showed they made a statement and then had a statement made on them. They like, got smoked literally. last night by Creighton. I see. Here's the thing about Connecticut. I think they're really good, but I think like with like, just with looking at Kentucky basketball, they played Kansas really tough and they beat North Carolina and both of those plays similar to Connecticut. The team I want no part of is Houston. They're big. They're physical. Really? They know I. I want no part of Houston. They defend. Did, did we beat them last a tournament? We did beat them in a tournament a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me nervous. Then that that Calvin Sampson, especially playing us at, when he was at IU, and yeah, I, I I might agree with you, but I still I'll still go with Connecticut. I don't want to be if Connecticut's playing as well as they're playing. It's just like that makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who else I don't want to see is Tennessee. I don't, well, they have our number and I don't want to see them. Now they're terrible in the tournament, but I still like if, if, you know, if, if we're the three to their two, I don't want any part of that. I don't want it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is a good point. But uh, anyway, it's all coming up. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm really kind of switching the gear. Football's over and I'm really dialed into basketball. Speaking of dialed in, have you watched any Caitlin Clark? She broke the women's scoring record this weekend. Have you watched her play at all? I have not watched her play, but it's it's like very strong accomplishment, and that that's very impressive. She's unbelievable. Like she's got Steph Curry range. The shot that she broke the record on, she was like on the logo on the you know on the diagonal logo, like you know by the the scores table. She hits logo threes all the time. She needed eight points to break the record Friday night. And she scored 49 and had 13 assists. When, when did she do that in like the first five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, eight she, points? Like was yeah. that in the first It was early in the first quarter. It was early in the first quarter. And then she just kept going. 49 points and 13 assists. That accounts for at least 75 points. She's unbelievable. unbelievable. And after that game, she only needed 98 points to break Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record for the men. So she's going to end up being the all-time leading scorer in college basketball before the season's over. And I would just say, if you haven't watched her, just watch. Turn on an Iowa game, watch a half of it or something. She's amazing. And, uh, oh, shout-out Iowa. We had some good listens in Iowa this week. Uh, so that's for you, Iowa, too. So uh, thanks for listening. I hope you come back. And we love Caitlin Clark. She's awesome. So I would say watch her. They're still not going to beat South Carolina in the tournament, I don't think. But, uh, you know. Very, very impressive. If you if you follow sports or care about it, um, she's excellent and has been excellent for a long time. Anything else you want to get to in the world of sports? Any basketball? Anything else? Uh, you got any uh, action well, on uh, curling or Rick anything? Rick Pitino had an interesting uh, comment this week about his administration, facilities, and team. And then he followed it up, I saw today, with another crazy Rick Pitino quote um and i don't it, the, the basically the line of the, the the comment was basically it's just like he it's the most unhappy or enjoyable which i didn't know was it's the word unenjoyable experience unenjoyable. of his entire career he, he's not yeah. having any fun and it, it's if he, if he was a average coach or a, a coach who had not has not won one uh, national championship um, I would probably say he'd probably get fired for that, um, especially attacking the administration, basically the school in general. It's just like, hey, they brought you in. It's just like, I know it's 
it's a lot of fire under, but he is getting facility upgrades apparently. And it's just like, what does he expect in the first year? It's just like, it's, I don't know if it, it was surprising, like what a buffoon comment he makes. He, it seems like Rick makes one good comment a year and then the rest are just absolutely asinine. And then today he made a comment that he would send like cut up his player into seven parts. So and I, send yeah, it. I, I want to get to that one because that's a good story. He, what he did was, first of all, the uh, he, he he did that rant at the, at the post game press conference after they got beaten by Seton Hall. I think it was Saturday. Then he doubled after down losing on his, after coming. It's like they were up by nineteen. I think. Yeah. And and, they, and in that press conference, he kept saying, "I I was like, stop saying slow laterally." He went through every single player on his team and said, "Richard Kinslow, he's slow laterally. Nolan, he's slow laterally." Um, Alfin slow laterally. They're all slow laterally. I was like, stop saying slow laterally, dude. Let that go. It's kind of like uh, Tony Romo in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <So. laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's a good point. Um, but but the, the then everybody caught a hold of this. It became a sports story bigger than sports. People talking about it, and the they somebody interviewed one of his players from Iona from last year who had transferred to West Virginia, and they asked how it was with him. And he said, well, he can be wild sometimes. And he said, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, I don't know if I should say this or not, but um, there was one practice that I was not playing defense, and he stopped practice, and he said to me, he said, I'm going to cut you up into seven pieces and send you back to Houston or Detroit or wherever you're from. Like, okay, that's last year, year before, whatever, and it's it, it's really irrelevant to this story, except that the question is, why do coaches get to say things like that? Why do coaches get to belittle and demean people? And nobody else in the world can do that. Nobody. Like a high school math teacher couldn't do that. But a high school basketball I couldn't coach do it can. Anymore. It's like, I think I might try that out and, and I'll, I'll do a test. Tomorrow okay. during a, a meeting with my manager, it's just like, if you say that again, I'm going to cut you up into seven pieces and see what happens. Yeah, that's greater than Rick Pitino. That's like the whole cult of coaching, like how coaches can get away with saying anything and nobody cares. Like you can dog cuss a 19-year-old and it's okay. It's fine. We're just trying to motivate him. I'm trying to make him better, which I think is total bullshit. But, um, And I just think I think coaches and everybody in any level of power, as they get older, they just kind of lose it. They can't. They they're out of touch, and the power goes to their head. And you know we've seen it with other coaches. We saw it with Bob Knight. We see it with Calipari a little bit. It's what kind of makes the last few years in Alabama amazing with Saban because he was able to yeah. keep it all together. It's you yeah know, late sixties and and not lose lose touch with everything and not say things that were unhinged. So and and, and you bring up a good point. That's the point I was going to make as well. Like Saban got out when it's he basically said I'm not going to ride this ship down. Yeah, in essence, and and or it, but I think that was for his own sake and also the university. I don't think Alabama would have ever dipped no. as bad as he thinks it did. No, was. no way. But at the same time is like, I also think he's, he's cranky. He, he does say some things. If you watch yeah. videos of him, like ripping into players, but it's, it's not crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's very interesting. Like, like Gundy's rant about like, I'm a man. Now that was a valid point, And I agree with what he was saying, but what's also funny about that is like Patino, like he shouldn't get away with that. In fact, 
if I was the athletic director, I would contemplate suspending him without pay or suspending him, period. And and, or uh, deducting pay because you can't say that kind of stuff. Right. That's like, hey, you have to be held accountable. I mean, you can't be bigger than than your institution. And ultimately and uh but that's that's how it is with a lot of these coaches after they've got a lot of power and a lot of big contracts and um yeah that happens uh i by the way that mike gundy rant i'm a man i'm 40 is still one of my favorite things in the world gundy is a lunatic and i love him he's one of my favorite coaches because he's just nuts um and, and so i like it i like that one <laughs> and he was right he was defending his play he, he was a different 100 right in that rant yeah and it kind of came off like it weirdo but it was it was genuine and it was protecting his kids whereas patino makes some i mean asinine comment about his kids and and yeah it's that's that's you got to be accountable if we're going to hold and, and, accountable yeah at an 18 year old accountable for stupid behavior making stupid comments guess what the adults have to be accountable too well the the, the assistant coaches had to call all the recruits and say everything's fine don't worry about it just keep don't don't worry about it. It's all under control because recruits were freaking out because like what's what's gonna happen when I get there next year? Is he gonna call me out and you know throw me under the bus like that? I mean, I, I think I I, th- I will say this too to counter that also. I mean, people need to be a little stronger and a little thicker skin in this world. I, yeah. I that's my <laughs> old man rant right there for just that, and I'm sure that's what Patino was thinking. It's just like everybody needs to be thicker skin, tougher skin, whatever. But at the same time is like, it's, he's, he's attacking his bosses. He's attacking his players and everything along those lines. And it, it kind of reminds me of the story about Patino making, like having Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner and, and then it's, turning around and making the team at Kentucky practice the next day. And basically everybody was vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. You could get away with that in the nineties in early in late eighties fine but in this day and age like he he just can't do that yeah different world different different world well moving on from that um we'll be ready for the tournament coming up the johnnies might not get there they've imploded so i don't think we're gonna we might not see patino and st john's in the tournament unless something drastically changes in the next two weeks so we'll be watching out for that we'll we'll keep everybody posted and we'll talk about it when the brackets come out but until then, we're still watching other TVs and we're watching movies. And did I say we're watching other TVs? Why would I say that? But you until did. then, we're uh, watching other TVs. things. Yeah, well, we are doing that sometimes. But we're watching other things on TV and other movies and stuff like that. So we got a couple of shows we want to get to before we get out of here. So you kick us off. Which one do you want to start with? So we watched a couple uh, series this weekend and over the past week since we did last did this. And we watched Lover, Stalker, Killer and American Nightmare. And you briefly touched on American Nightmare the other day, and we talked about it a little bit, like, hey, you need to watch it and stuff like that. Both those shows were very interesting. Very interesting. And um, I, I don't, it's just like, Maisie and I watched the first two episodes of American Nightmare. It, it surprised us because it was like, okay, the first two episodes, like, okay, where is this train wreck going? It's just like, did they make this up? Did they not make this up? Like, the the it was a very weird story. And then uh, same thing kind of a little bit with Lover, Stalker, Killer was like, okay, how is this happening? I kind of figured it out a little bit. But the extent that woman went to stalk and 
kill and do everything like along those lines. I mean, that judge was a hundred percent accurate. Like he's just going to nail you. It's like you're nailed to the ground. You will never get out of prison. Yeah. So I thought with American nightmare, um, I thought there would be a little bit more of a twist than there actually was in that one. And I actually felt like that didn't need to be three full 50 minute episodes. I thought you could have tightened that up a little bit um, because ultimately there wasn't really a crazy twist, you know, like you thought there was going to be. And I kind of felt that way about lover, stalker, killer, except when the twist comes in that it's intense and it's uh it's a uh, whoa, like I like you said, I kind of figured that out. I was like, is this what's going to happen? And it does. And you're like, whoa, does this actually happen? And, and then other pieces on, you know, unravel and things like that. The thing I really liked about Lover, Stalker, Killer was, and it's unusual for a true crime show like this, but outside of the the woman, the stalker, basically everybody else in that show was pretty likable, pretty decent human, I thought. Like, I thought the 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 guy that was getting stalked, his, you know, ex-wife, girlfriend, whatever, you really liked the police officers in that, the detectives. I th I really liked everybody in that show, uh, except for, obviously, the stalker. And you don't get that very often. Like, I really didn't even feel that about American Nightmare. I felt bad for those two, but I thought there was something a little weird going on. Like, even in the end, I still think there's a little weirdness happening there. So Well, Maisie and I talked about it, it's just like, I mean, the one thing about American Nightmare was like, I mean, yes, it's like, I, I shame on the police for not believing those people or even giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, That's right. It, it, and shame on them. But at the same time, it was like, how did my question back on that show is, how did the FBI get involved that quickly? Mm -hmm. uh, how did... Uh, why did the guy agree to give a polygraph without his attorney being a, a present, uh, listen to the police, like destroy him at, at like in an interrogation without his attorney being there. And it's just like, I knew he, he knew he was innocent and that's fine, but have some, think about it, dude, have, have the police department there. Well, I think maybe that's part of it. There. Right. Like I yell at the TV all the time during this and I'm not a lawyer. My wife is, but I, I'm. I told all my kids. I've t don't say a word to the police without an attorney present. Ever, never. Like if you're in the police station, get your attorney there before anything goes down. And I couldn't believe the stupidity of that. Uh, <laughs> polygraph and you know. I and listen. I'm not slamming police officers. They got a job to do, and they've got their job is to try to get to the bottom of you know the investigation. And uh, but you have to protect yourself and that dude did not. And it was very, very stupid. I thought. Yeah. I was just like, and he, it's, by the end of it, I was like, you're a sorry sack dude. And it's just like, you had every opportunity to like cut this off and, and make the police accountable. And yes, I'm, I say this as a person who hasn't been interrogated by the police, but it's just like, even in when that was like 2015, whatever, you know, it's just like, hey, it's you got to bring an attorney in at some point. Like now it's like whether that makes you look guilty or not. It's just like, hey, guess what is I don't care. It's like I'm bringing in my attorney because I feel like it's like they were harassing the kid. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, very much so. Very much. There, then there were some layers there, too, like with the ex-boyfriend situation with the, on the FBI. And um, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. That I mean, was come weird. on. Like, yeah. 
yeah so i i don't know it's just like and then the stalker one like that was i meant the links that the woman went and then they found out like she was dating a guy within the police department and was it's who was in it there was yeah so many there's so like, much going on there it was also like the scene where she was in the woods and uh, she saw the ex-wife pushing the kids on the swing there's a part of me that's like It'd be kind of cool to mess with somebody like that, you know, just for a minute. But I, I don't have time to be a stalker. I don't really want to be a stalker, but I don't have time to do all that. Like, how in the world does she have a job? Like, how does she get to the grocery store? She's sending text messages. She's showing up at apartments. She's stalking people in the woods. Like, it's, I mean, she. here's the thing. In all seriousness, like, that woman w was was a criminal. But also, she was very, very mentally sick. Like, you could tell in her interviews her mental yeah. illness was really, really bad, and it drove. But at all the of same it. time, not to cut you off, but at the same time, is she was also a genius because if if you look when the when they finally first of all the real genius of the show was the police or the IT police detective who was like, "Hey, I couldn't get the answers I was looking for in the software I currently had, so I made my own." And basically, he created AI, like a version of AI where it could figure out like how basically how to figure out basically the crime then i love I, like, real quickly i love that dude when he first introduced himself and he says oh and apparently i'm on the spectrum too yeah people <laughs> think i'm on the spectrum it's like, because nah. he was eating the same thing every single it was like that was great amazing i both commented on that but what was also interesting is her her smarts or her thought process was so malicious that i mean she knew like to use a vpn mm -hmm. to have multiple like i like ip addresses like where it's like they they narrowed it down and that's if you watch the show you'll figure that out but the fact that she did that is like she i mean there's that show on netflix it's called evil genius that woman was an evil scary killer genius yeah. but yeah. She, i mean the link she went was i mean that's that was I mean, I'm surprised the FBI didn't say, no, 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 we'll take her because we want her to go target weird people right. on the other end. Like, it's like hackers. They, they, the FBI hires hackers that hack the system. It's like, hey, we want you to do that. We'll pay you to do that to somebody else. But the link yeah. she went to it was pretty. Now, my question back, and they didn't cover it, was did her boyfriend that she was dating in the. Uh, in oh, that what happened world, to that guy? Yeah. Yeah, what happened to him? And then there's also a weird segment in the show that Maisie and I were talking about even after the show was there was one group of police officers like investigating it and then they disappeared and then there was a new group of police officers, cowboy. Yeah, I don't know where that him. came from. Yeah, I don't know what, what happened with that. That was kind of weird because the one guy was investigating and maybe he was just like a, a beat cop and the other two were detectives i don't know it was weird well i i, I couldn't figure out like why all of a sudden text took over the uh and again watch the show and you know exactly what we're talking that about that dude is um, awesome as hell that dude was awesome yeah, I, I was just like look i know you have a receding hairline i can speak for myself uh and it's like i love to wear hats all day if i can but the whole I would like, do it if I could. If I could grow that handlebar mustache and get away with it, I'd totally put on the cowboy hat. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I was just a little surprised. But anyway, regardless of that, but it was just like 
there was a switch right in the middle and there's the guy has a funny it's like the old switcheroo yeah watch it again and watch the guy do the the original first cop do the old switcheroo and i think the reason for it was he the guy moved the guy was being stalked moved Uh, yeah and i think it might have been new to the police department but you'd still think the old police department was coordinating with the new police department right anyway so Right, right i don't know well, but yeah. So, and that's are, a long rant about a show, but there was a lot of weird. Things it was weird. It's it's worth watching. Shows. Yeah, it's uh, Lover Stalker Killer. I think is trending number one on Netflix right now. So, if you're inclined to find something this weekend, it takes an hour and a half, and it's it's pretty good. It's good watching with your with your spouse or your teenage kids or whatever. It's it's pretty good. So, I would I would recommend that one. Yeah. I, so either of those are good. Uh, if you got cold weather where you're going to be this weekend, and you just want a little something to watch. Uh, or if you watched all your Oscar movies and you're done with those, uh, you know, watch that. Uh, if you're not done with your Oscar movies, maybe catch one more before our podcast next week. I'll have one more show I want to talk about. We finished True Detective Night Country this weekend, and I know you haven't seen it. I'm not going to give away spoilers. It was a compressed six episodes. They had a lot of work to do in the end. I will say the ending is very 2024. Uh, I will also say there were some things... Um, that they never went back to. There were a lot of, uh, I feel like they wasted some time in the series on some storylines that they never circled back to. And you wonder why they put them in there to start with, but ultimately it was good. Ultimately there were plenty of, uh, plenty of good scenes. Jodie Foster's amazing. You get some good jump scares here and there. Uh, I love the winter Alaskan dark snowy night setting of it all. And uh, you know, I would say if, if you like, any level of true detective, check it out. And it's only six episodes. You're, you're only going to spend six hours. So um, Richard, after you see it, we'll revisit that. But uh, I will say the uh, ending was neither spectacular nor terrible. There were good things and bad about it both. Well, I have to, uh, I, I, I trust your judgment on those kind of things, because like, if you, if you look at Google, like I have the Google search engine on my phone, it's just like, Somebody was like, oh, it was so good. It, it really tied everything together and everything along those lines. Like, wait, what? So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah there's I, a I'll lot of opinions out there. And um, it's one of those things where it kind of feels a little bit like it was a movie that was stretched out longer or it was a longer series packed into six episodes. But it's good. I don't want to say it's not good. It's it's nowhere near as good as season one. Um and and they do wrap it up to a reasonable extent, um, but there's a few few hanging threads out there that uh, you know uh, I wonder about. I wonder why they were included, and uh, I wonder what happened with that. But I think you'll enjoy it. I don't think it will overwhelm you like the first season. I, I can't wait to watch it. We're going to start yeah. it this weekend. Awesome. Also, we're going to get to our pot like our uh, uh, Oscar movies. I think we might try to finish up two or three this right. weekend how many have you seen of the 10 yeah don't 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 ask we're way you, behind but you've seen at least four or five right i think we're on you've seen Op, you've seen oppenheimer and barbie and flower moon and maestro yeah oh uh, yeah okay. so four or at least so okay, we're, a, right. we're a little behind there's a and couple so more out like there I, i'm gonna have to pick and choose which one what, what are you watch what are you thinking next. you what would you prioritize right now well, I have to go back to Oppenheimer because Maisie hasn't seen it, which okay, I okay. have no problem with. Yeah, it's a good I wish re-watch. it was in the big screen, but I have no problem with it. And then um, I think um, 
I don't know. It's do you have any recommendations? I would say for free at home, watch the holdovers. It's a two hour, okay, yeah. 10 minute okay. movie okay. and it's free yeah. on uh, one of the, one of the streaming networks that you probably have. So I would say do that I think because it's Amazon, if I remember Paul Giamatti is uh, it, it's a two person race for best actor with Giamatti being one of the two. So it's worth a watch. Pretty good. Um, I think so. Poor things and zone of interest and American fiction. You'd have to go to the theater. Uh, don't watch past lives. I thought it was the worst one. I'll get into that next week. Um, Oh, uh, Anatomy of a Fall is good too. That one's free. Okay, all right, yeah, all that's, right. That's French. It's good, but it's good. It's good. So I would say uh, at home, watch Anatomy of a Fall and watch The Holdovers this weekend. And it's right. good news for you guys, America. Those are two movies that you can get streaming. You don't have to go to the theater, and you can get ready for Oscar week. So with that, we'll get ready to wrap up for this week and get jacked up for next. So uh, Richard, you've got a big weekend. Some movies. Yeah, the Big D is going to happen. Um, we have a light weekend uh, over here at my house. Probably watch the cats and Bama and uh, a couple of house projects. So uh, that's that's what our weekend's looking like. But I'm sure something fun will happen. Anything else you want to get to before we say goodnight? No, I think we're all good. All right. All good, friends. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you guys had a great week. We can't wait to get to our Oscar show next week and then our march madness show coming up after that so everybody have a great weekend thank you for listening you keep living your best midlives we are going to keep living ours